Good afternoon, I'm Paul Rogers, I'm sales manager of Catering.com and today I'm pleased to be catching up with uh, Ed and Rory at Evolve. Um, so many thanks for catching up with us, Ed, if you'd just like to do a little introduction to yourself. Hi, I'm, I'm Ed Vokes, I'm Managing Director of Evolve Hospitality, um, basically since we've been going, started in 2012. Ah, nice, lots of experience, lots of experience in the room. Um, so, I mean, obviously, when uh, when this situation happened in in March, Ed, um, what did you guys what did you guys do it involve uh, do it evolve to kind of keep all of your staff and and what what were the actions you took? Um, after we after we got over the initial shock and panic, um, we just come back down from climbing Kilimanjaro, five of us. So we didn't even know coronavirus had even hit the UK. Particularly, we were in. We were in total and utter blissful ignorance for the, and then we came back and it was like, oh my God, like off the plane. Um, and you know, we were we were obviously worried about quite first of all the people in the business, whether we'd have a business, you know, usual things that go through your head at this this point of time when you actually sit down there and analyse it rationally, especially since Rishi came to the party with the furlough scheme and. You know the, the you know the other government interventions that have been available to us. You know we've been able to be relatively pragmatic about the whole thing. You know what I would say is that a number of our suppliers have been fantastic in in paying us, which has meant we've been able to, you know, have money in the bank to you know try and protect as many jobs within the business and engage with, with all of our employees all the way through the process, really pretty trans transparently about where we are, what we're doing, and you know, supporting them and trying to help them, you know, through this time. And I think that's the most important thing through all of this is is the people, whether it's the people internally or whether it's the casual staff that work for us. I mean, we've also, during this process, furloughed over a thousand temps. And the, oh, really? and the oh, yeah, so the process of administering that has been flipping crazy. But, yeah. you know, yeah. at the same time, you know, our furlough claims are, are over a million quid to get all these guys paid. But, you know, at the same time, hopefully that will garner some loyalty when business returns, I guessing, sort of maybe late August, early September. And how, how many people do you have um, full time working for Evolve that you've got? So and if we you've got everybody. So we've got 52 people internally, 47 of which, including myself and Angus, the chairman, are furloughed currently. Um, really, it's just the people who are dealing with the payroll, and then obviously Claire deals with the odd bookings um, that are coming in. Um, and now it's you know that's that's effectively every single person in the business who is on furlough. Um, certainly, everyone's on furlough until the end of July, and then once obviously Rishi um, publishes on the 12th of June, you know the the process from the you know you know from from July onwards, and we'll obviously we'll. We will look at that and make make our decisions again from there. Yeah, and with and with obviously you mentioned that you furloughed uh, the, the temporary staff that kind of on your yeah. books. How was how was yeah. that process and how did you go through that? Oh crikey, I stayed as well clear from the process of doing that as I possibly could. I'm not going to lie. I think poor old Claire, Yamandi, Ian, my FD, Candice, Emma, and Molly in payroll have had a flipping I wouldn't say a nightmare, but it's it's like any any process where you've never done it before. Trying to make sure that it's done correctly, it's you know, and it's and it's administered as you know as smoothly as it can possibly be. You know, like everything, it's a challenge, and you know, it's the usual challenge of 
you know, so and so, so has already paid off furlough. Well, that's great, but you know, you know, the, the volume of ours may not have been the volume of theirs. Who knows? So those, yeah. those have been the challenges, yeah. the communications with the temps, so they know what's going on through this whole kind of through this whole process. And how how have you kind of how have you kept communications going with your with the with, with the the evolved staff? Um, so internally, so so internally, um, we have a we have a huddle which everyone's involved in, in within uh, eleven o'clock on a Monday. Um, we also have two senior management team meetings on a Monday and a and a Friday. We have the evolved quiz on a Thursday, which is everyone takes it in turns to host it. Um, we have a thing called weekly waffle, um, which is just gossip with them inside the business, what people are doing, how they're celebrating their birthdays, what they're doing during lockdown, new skills they're doing. Every week, Rory has a story, and then someone has to do their autobiography of their time within the business. You know, their highs, their lows, their crazy temp stories, and you know, depending on you know, depending on who it is, maybe their crazy crazy nights out with with clients along the way. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Without wanting to name any names, if someone's ended up on a, on a, you know, having one too many shots of tequila with someone, who will also remain nameless. These are the stories that are coming out. So, you know, we're just trying to have, you know, whilst there's obviously some serious issues and serious parts of this whole thing, we're trying to have a little bit of fun during this during this time as well with everyone. I think that's I think that's really important to do. It's kind of a a key to kind of just take a step back and have a look at how you do engage with your staff and and, and i know you guys have got you know you've got a lot of people that have worked for you for a long time and you you guys work across all areas of, of recruitment in hospitality as well yeah. um to kind of how do you set, how do you see yourselves coming out the other side and what what have you had any actions that have kind of started to come to fruition at the moment or have you seen any green shoots appearing I think you know. We, I guess you know. For the first, you know, through April, it was very much everyone was kind of in shock and taking stock internally. I think May was everyone was kind of going, okay, well, we'll deal with now. We know where we're at. We'll deal. Make sure everything's sorted internally. I guess June's really been the time of starting to have conversations with people and you know trying to positively move forward out on the other side of on the other side of this. I think you know. I think everyone what you know. I would say, you know, a number of things have come out of this which are good. You know, I've engaged with people, other other managing directors of recruitment agencies who I wouldn't necessarily have, you know, essentially spoken to, but you know, we're all in the same boat. We and dare I say it, I like to think everyone wants to come out the other side of this, seeing each other at six AM in the check in tents at where whichever event it might be, or in the flipping tiny little check in areas of, of of one of the hotels that we all deal with, or you know, whatever it might be. You want to see everyone come out of the other side of this, you know, and you know, then you know, almost let battle recommence if it were. But you know, let's let's get everyone and try and help everyone try and get through this period. And yeah, you know, yeah. And I think that's I think that's important. And I, you know, and I do think our clients have been amazing, helping us through this period as well, and engaging with us and talking to us. And you know, I'm looking forward to working with them again. And dare I say it, getting those first few bookings coming through and start to get the temps out working again and get them earning money and the whole thing hopefully snowballs from there. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, on the, on the client basis, how, how have you been keeping in touch with clients? And are you, so what, what sort of actions have you taken to make sure you're kind of still on the client's radar? 
I would, I would be arguing, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't had a few games of golf with a few people yeah. already <laughs> since the golf courses have reopened. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, you know, you know, we've got. I would say that in in a, in a large number of cases, you know, across the business, our clients are also our friends. So you, they're people who would normally, you know, you would naturally keep in touch with anyway. Um, you know, and you know, you know, talk talk to them via their Instagram post when they put up something good on Instagram, or you know, phone them up and just ask them if they're okay. And, that, that, and that's been something else, you know. Number of phone calls I've had from people, or, or I've made to people, just asking, "Are you okay? Is there anything you can do? We can do to help and stuff like that." So, you know, nothing crazy. Just, just trying to be, just trying to be decent human beings, really. You know, absolutely. absolutely. Have you kind of seen the industry come together in, in in a manner that you'd expect throughout these times? I've got to say, I've been really, really proud of the industry. I mean, I've been doing deliveries. For one of my clients um, as part of the Cook 19 project, I've been doing NHS deliveries through this period. And considering hospitality has got its backs against the wall in this period, the way it has come together in various in initiatives, Rory's been doing stuff with Hospitality Action as another example, you know, it's been flipping crazy. You know, it's an industry that is out of everything in this, along with sort of the travel and aviation market, been decimated by this flipping crisis yet. At that time, you know, there's uh, people are still trying to feed key workers within the, within the NHS. You know, there are food donations happening all over the place, and it's, you know, it's flipping crazy. People are volunteering off their own bat just to help out, and that's the hospitality industry at its at its very best in a time when it had every right to be licking its own wounds. And that's something that I think, as an industry, we should be really proud of. No, absolutely. It's, it's quite it's quite remarkable to see all of the stories. I think everyone's engaged so much in social media over the last few months. Um, mm. As you said, there's been so many good initiatives that you've got on board with. Is, is there any initi specific initiatives that you've um, you've kind of really got on board with and got all the team involved with? Um, we've done hospitality for heroes. That's on our Instagram feed. So we've got involved in in all of those. A few of the guys have done recipe challenges for hospitality for heroes. As I say, I've been doing, um, I've been working alongside one of the clients, with, as I say, with the Cook 19 project, and just been doing delivering care packages to people who are isolating, and also doing food deliveries to um, to Northwick Park Hospital. Um, via that, as I say, but with hospitality action with yourselves, with your with the quiz that you guys have done. Obviously, Ace have done a quiz night, which also. Um, made a donation to Hospitality Action, and Rory's been doing his Hospitality Action Friends Initiative. Um, so, yeah, with all of all of these sorts of stuff. You know, the, obviously with the deliveries, people need cars. Not everyone in the business has cars to be able to go out there and, and, and do whatever, do what they need to do. But I think, you know, even if it means you miss a miss a call or you you, know, you miss a meeting, if it's out, if people are very supportive of you, of you missing something, if it's out doing something which is to try and try and help the industry, as it were. Yeah, absolutely. So many of your staff kind of furloughed and working, well, not not working, but just being at home. I know hmm. you've obviously kept them engaged. What, what have you done on the, like the mental well-being side of things? What support have you provided your your staff? Um, I well, so I. You have to cut this bit out because your Mandy and the people operations team really take care of that in every in every single sense. That's 
you know, we've we've got Rory's just saying we've obviously we've got Krista who's our Krista Cullen who's an Olympic gold medalist who's our external mentor. She's been in touch with everyone. I personally speak to I, pers I personally have spoken to everyone, and Claire has spoken to everyone. You know, everyone's engaging in their teams. Sarah runs a weekly TED circles. You know, you know, we've we've got done discussion exercises. Well, it's weird. I, when it, when you speak about the mental well-being side, it's not anything that we do specifically. It's just the culture within the business. I would like to think is supportive of people. You know, we don't have had we have. It's a weird question because I don't think we've had to do anything specifically because that culture is kind of ingrained anyway within the fabric of the business that actually it's been more of a continuation of what we do anyway rather than going, oh my God, we've got to do something new and fresh. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, you know, mental, mental being, the forefront of the moment but it, it, it's it's something that is always something that companies need to consider so having that ingrained in your business culture is is phenomenal to hear um and look, looking forward to the, to the rest of 2020 what what is what is what's the bold plan for the rest of the summer and going into the uh certainly the christmas months um i guess i, I guess that's still open to interpretation in a massive way i think you know Please, you know, you know, I pray that there's a vaccine, or you know, we can come down to a meter in social distancing, or we can get to a point where we can get rid of social distancing. Honestly, we're ten weeks into this, and if you told me ten weeks ago that we'd be here, I'd have said you were probably crazy. You know, we got yeah. till the end of October's another seventeen weeks away. So, honestly, who the hell knows where we're going to be in seventeen weeks' Absolutely. time, whatever it is? I actually. Anyone and anyone who says they they know or this is how it's going to be, they they can't. I don't even think Boris Johnson probably knows where we're going to be exactly in 17 weeks. He might have an idea, but so I think to speculate, you know, I've gone from speculating three years ahead to probably you know trying to speculate two or three months ahead now, and really not looking looking beyond that. I think the most important thing, no matter what, is to make sure that come March next year. And Cheltenham 2021 is kind of going to be a you know a marker in the sand of you know making sure that we're there and you know the team is in that check-in tent at, at, at Cheltenham doing their thing. And I think you know getting to that point is going to be a process, and some of that's going to be probably quite a lot of fun. Some of that's going to be flipping bloody awful, and hopefully you can find that you know by the time we get to the end of the year you can find that middle ground and you know you're ready to go again and you know. Hopefully everyone's had a blooming good Christmas party by then, and you know, you know, Twickenham, Twickenham's full in November, and I'm going to the Arsenal again, and you know, everything's kind of the rest of normality is back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. But who, honestly, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, what's what's the one thing you've um, what, what is the one thing that you've missed? Throughout the last couple of months, what's what's the main thing that you've missed? Oh, look, I've missed. Dare I say, it, I've missed the people in in my business and actually spending time with them. Seriously, that that's um, I've missed, and I've missed the live sport. Like that's from yeah. my point of view. You know, getting golf back has been the greatest thing in the world. Deadly seriously, <laughs> um, and the weather being wonderful for it has been great. But yeah, like 
you know, just the simple things, being able to go to the Bowling Birds, which is just down from the office, run by a good friend of Rory's called John. And we go in there and just everyone has a couple of beers. We just sit around and some people come, some people go. And like, those are the little things that you kind of, that you kind of miss. It's not, it's nothing, it's none of the big things. It's just, you know, you know, you know, dare I say it's maybe sneaking the first couple of overs at test match check-in or something like that, you know. Yeah. It's, it's it's the it's the work side of things, and it's the for me it's the live sport. That's the that's I'm and I'm sure I'm not alone in in feeling like that. No, I, I, I you, you certainly aren't because it's certainly one thing I miss, and it's certainly with with all of your guys that obviously attend these events and do them. That is uh, part of, kind of goes part and parcel of the business and and your personal life, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, look, Ed, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. Um, Thank you. Thanks for joining us again.